0: You no, know, it's a stupidly small podcast. Friday, January thirty. Oh. I am um, oh, Stuart Farrell. Hello, Lauren Clark. Just
1: because he spilled a little bit of coffee on his shirt. Oh no, is it's, all, everything's the worst. You get up so early and make an effort. Yesterday, to you st- yourself to the world. You started this podcast by saying, "Oh, it's unbearable how happy I am. I am driving everybody crazy. I look like a crazy person. Everything's well, amazing." Today, a little tiny drop of the old coughwana on your top Three drops of
0: coughwana on the top and, But it's it's funny how these little innocuous things mm-hmm. Right, with three drops it, it, These things can just set you <laughs> well, off Well in that case Yeah It yeah. can just, just ruin everything you've, you've started for the day no, it makes you want to pack up and it's stop It's too early to do that you It's not too early It's never too early to give up No, <laughs> yes
1: it is <laughs> That's what I'm saying It's too early You've just got to go Okay, okay There's still hope There's a lot of day left I can turn this
0: around No Anyway, it just it just really gives you the irrit. Welcome, ma- everybody. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Should we start this again? Yo! It's a stupidly small podcast for Friday, January 30. I'm Stu Farrell. Hello, Lauren Clark. Oh, hi, Stu. What a day it is shaping up to be. Isn't it? Yes, it's indeed. It's just brilliant. It sparkles in every corner. Day before Saturday, always a good thing to have. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Little things do annoy you, but we're not gonna dwell on those, are we, Lauren? <laughs> no, Stu. And we barely even needed to mention them now mm. that you mention it. Well, day before Saturday, always a good thing, mm-hmm. except for us that work in hospitality. We uh it's pretty much the day before we get busy. Yeah, that's we get busy. <laughs> we're talking fun. about junk the other day. This 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 is going very urban this podcast. We're getting busy. We've got right. junk in our trunks. <laughs> We've got I don't know, we're saying chill quite a bit. Anyway, we got nothing You're, you're a dag. What? You're a total That's dag totally wrong Hey, are you
1: the eldest in your family?
0: Yes, the eldest by uh, Well, not, I was going to say quite a bit <clears throat> But um, there's five years between the eldest and youngest And 18 months between the middle kid and myself Okay, mm, and I'm, you? I'm an eldest. Okay. Yeah, you and I, <laughs> you and I, are used. To we're the be, leaders. We're be, the uh, born the, uh, leaders. Uh, we were born into this world I to was, lead uh, <laughs> idiotic siblings.
1: I was going to say we were the bossy riches.
0: Well, that's it wasn't our choice where we came out. We had to adopt that role, and uh, we we were given. We th- it was thrust upon us, basically.
1: Do you believe in all of those? You know, there's a lot of sort of armchair psychology about where you sit in the family determining who you are and in fact the reason I raise this is there was a thing yesterday about you know younger siblings are more loved by their parents older siblings feel the burden of being the first and like having to break the ice and okay also look after their younger siblings and there's also a thing that younger siblings think they're funnier and are funnier than their kids now than their kids than, their old, than the older kids
0: well they're just a lot more confident they've got someone before them that's, do, that's done all the hard work obviously and then um, they've got the parents as you say that are mollycoddling them and then saying this is our this is our last baby this, this baby is going to be treasured and cherished because
1: I was the other way around i thought it was like oh first baby <gasps> amazing first baby and then the second one baby. comes along and it's like eh, whatever yeah. leave it out in the sun like that's right yeah
0: throw it throw me that thing will you i gotta feed it that's second baby yeah and, and perhaps third baby because uh third baby's got the tut i like how i'm giving baby advice here by the way i, I, <laughs> I am childless <laughs> But I have been a child, which gives me. A, but also, you're going a on a three-child
1: model over there. you See, I've, there are only two in my family. You
0: know, three-child model, one of the uh, favourites of the '70s, uh, three was about the norm. Whereas oh, you'd okay. have to think one's the norm now. One, well, I don't know. One dash two. If you if you're uh, below about fifty, you might squeeze out a second one. But if the parents are getting older, <laughs> and the numbers are lessening, which is. Alright, you ready? Cat, pigeons, are we ready? Everybody oh. yeah. <laughs> No, it it's something we had to do yeah. uh to ensure that the planet might keep spinning for another hundred years. We couldn't I mean there are imbeciles no, there are, you uh, know, at the in the south of uh, the USA and places that that think that God's gonna feed them. But um uh, and it might pump out twelve kids. Yeah. But that is becoming a lesser thing, and I and also it's TV shows that used to celebrate, you know, Jim and Kate have got eight, and all and these oh. whatever they they called? These mega families. Jim and, and Kate have got eight. I think there was something along those <laughs> way, along along that way. But to have to celebrate these dipsticks that have that can't, you know, put on a frango you know, for for less way of you know explaining it. Um, Come on! This is that a, was the low point. This of is an
1: amazing sermon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> i so glad I pastor. so glad we're gathered here today. Uh, but uh, oh. I don't know. I, I actually think. Do you think? What What do you think the advantages are of being the, of being
0: the oldest? There are none. There Since are no I advantages. I knew
1: you would think that. That's incorrect. Why are there no? Why like, is my opinion incorrect? Well, no.
0: Did you live my childhood?
1: No, but I lived one with the same thing where I was the eldest. Same oldest. parents.
0: Where were you all my life?
1: <laughs> no. Uh, no, I just mean like you can't, you, you can't see, you must be able to see that there are some other advantages or disadvantages from being in any position. Like if you're the, um, like if you're the youngest child, then you do get like all the hand-me-downs and you, get the, you miss no. out on all of the kind of... Rubbish.
0: No. All you have to do is be a different sex. Youngest child, female, gets it all. Gets to go to a Poison concert oh, at the age of thirteen, where I was. I was. I remember distinctly kicking cupboards and almost in tears, like screaming in anger, just through frustration, not like having a tanty. Sounds,
1: sounds a bit Very like a tanty. <laughs> yes.
0: Because I wasn't able to go to a, a, a Run DMC concert and then a Pill concert, right? Um, how, how old were you? Fifteen or sixteen. Like, I should have just jumped out the bedroom window, but I was trying to play by their rules and respect their authority and also, like, not do the wrong thing. Doing Let me, a bit of advice for kids out there, doing the wrong thing is the right thing. You will miss out if you listen to your parents.
1: You are just a little bit of coffee on your shirt in the morning and you are just, like, a grumple stiltskin. Hardly.
0: It's true. Like, what, I didn't die, you know. My sister went to, like I said, to see at the age of 13. She's still alive. You know, she's married with kids. Nothing changed her. <laughs> All it does is detract and take away from your life experience. Parents are there, sure, guide me until I'm ten, cut me free. Ten, baby. you reckon? I think 10. so. You reckon I you're think... out in the world at ten? No, but you can start making drinking, decisions. Drinking, Driving? No, no, I don't agree with drinking at a young age. Driving, I don't agree. With it. But culturally, if you if you if you actually come up. With something that and start discovering stuff that's not in the mainstream, mm. and you and you're showing an interest in it. I, I was dissuaded in a lot of ways. I remember I used to sta- sit out in the back garage. Well, mm. we had it; it's not a garage. It was a shed, yeah. right? Two meters by two meters. Yeah, and I would sit it there with the door shut, and I don't know I'd pull a bike apart or something, and be listening to the most ex- like extreme heavy metal and thrash metal, right? Mm. And my parents, I remember Dad trying to pin it on me just uh, listening to that because everyone else did. I mean, how the hell can you pin thrash metal? Like, <laughs> like, you could probably, I could probably count the the 10 people in Victoria at the time that I thought I listened to it and you only saw them at the heavy metal shop at the gas and fuel tower was on a weekend, you know?
1: It's interesting that music thing, isn't it? I mean, the the classic example is Marilyn Manson, you know, of the of a later generation where we could see like – People were just listening to Marilyn Manson, but parents were going, "I do not understand this. I have no frame of reference for this. This doesn't just represent somebody listening to some sounds. And you know, it, it's it's the it's how you identify with that musician or that artist or whatever. It's what that artist represents, you know. And it's the fact that they're trying to be transgressive in some way and break away from the the." You know the norm that freaks out parents sometimes or older generations.
0: Lady Gaga is exactly the same in that she wears Lady co- Gaga <laughs> kooky costumes and wears the uh, dressed-up eye eye uh, adornments and you know. It, I mean, that's that's what that's what. He's trying to potentially from another planet. Yeah, that's
1: what a lot of um music does. It's not just. You know, you're not it's not just you're not just listening to the music, you're identifying with something that's happening that's actually kind of artistic. Didn't Lady Gaga she went to like a music school where she learned all about kind of art. Like she's a kind of a bit of a performance artist. Right. In a way. And obviously there are ideas behind Manson and there are ideas behind like you know, I I reckon there are there are lots of examples of them, but it's why people get a bit pissed off when that sort of manufactured sound is what people are identifying with, when people are identifying with Bieber and, let, mm. dare I say it? Do you, what do you think is di- a more offensive direction? surname?
0: Manson? Or mm. do you, well, which one do you think creates more fear? Manson, which that's, is a pretty good pr- one. That's pretty good. Um, or Bieber? Manson. Hmm. Why? What do you think creates a feeling within people of anger? Manson or Bieber? (laughs) Bieber. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, Manson can go and kill people, but Bieber can walk around without his shirt off and spit off bridges and drag his Lamborghinis and he gets people angrier than Charles Manson. (laughs) Work that one out.
1: Well, yeah, it's interesting because the backlash against him is interesting. I don't know enough about him, but, you know, it's that bad behaviour thing. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, he's on like the of...
0: wimpy kid that's protected. It's like the guys you watch um, hardcore porn on Seven, mate. You know, we both—it's appointment TV for both of us, right? It's the porn shop in Detroit where the wimpy son oh, and the dad God, and all that.
1: I thought you were talking about watching hardcore porn on Seven, mate. I thought oh yeah, that's hard hardcore on porn Saturdays. on that's I right. did. Yeah. That's... I don't. I we'll have you're to take off about. the parental
0: lock off my TV. Oh,
1: so hardcore porn, P A W N, is this show? Do you think
0: anyone that watches porn these days calls it hardcore porn? No, I didn't know what you were talking about. But is this such a thing as hardcore? I suppose there is an extreme. Dude, yeah. Yeah, like this. But that's not sort of S-E-X. Did I just spell out sex? (laughs) What are you talking (laughs) about? I started like a (laughs) G-rated. This is ridiculous. Yeah. But porn is porn now. Yeah. And... uh, Hardcore porn, P A W E. Anyway, it's like Bieber's, like these tough guys, surrounded by real tough guys, proper tough guys. Right. See, so you, you can be tough uh, when you've got protection. <laughs> you understand?
1: <laughs> Are you trying to advocate safe sex again? <laughs> I'll get out of here. Stupid. Hey, Stu Farrell, you know. Series, the place where a uh, former sponsor, a uh, former sponsor of ours, and uh, I- Environment Park—they're called. But but there's they run a, a market, a shop, and a market, and it's they do it every day. But they've started doing, and you know I love it down there, and it's like a little haven. Oh, it's dusty. It's dusty. It's, well, they sell organic produce. It's lovely. Anyway, they Borex They do sell Borex. Um, I don't think that's how you pronounce that. Borek. Somebody once
0: told me how to pronounce it. How do you pronounce B O R E K any different than Borek?
1: Yeah, if you come from, say, Turkey or something. Okay, for
0: us Australians, it didn't come from Turkey. (laughs) Okay.
1: Anyway, look, Ceres has started having. (laughs) Has started having (laughs) Devonshire tea on a Tuesday. Hey, fever. Yes? Devonshire tea on a Tuesday. That's a bit
0: anti sort of hippie, isn't
1: it? It's terribly
0: civilised. Well, you but explain you see, what a different sugar tea is because i always I just picture it as um fat old people sitting around uh, in a very pristine condition eating cucumber sandwiches
1: no you're incorrect so well, first of all, it. first of all, don't hippie me about series. i get, that is the most ridiculous. Stereotype: Everybody who goes to Siri spends the whole time going, "Ha oh, ha, oh, the hippies and stuff." And you're like, "No, no, you're the clientele idiots."
0: <laughs> like, it's How really did you, all you inner-city urban types went down to look at the hippies. That's
1: what they all. That's what we all think we're doing, is but we're that actually what you all think you're we're doing? all actually the people who shop there. Anyway, listen. So, Devon chai tea actually is scones, it sounds terrible, and jam and cream.
0: Right. Really. Well just the See, name is... Devonshire, much like we'll just talk about Manson and Bieber. Yeah. It it puts fear in my heart. Why? I just don't like the area or the name. I'm I'm actually gonna come out and say Devonshire I don't like. What do you mean? What do you mean what do I mean? Just the How can you have a a strong opinion on that? Well you can you know there's some things that stick in your craw. Devonshire It seems like everything sticks in your craw this morning. No, no, What's no, a but... craw? Uh isn't it just like a claw but uh, uh, uh <laughs> <what>? <laughs>
1: Googling it Well
0: craw there's crawfish Yeah Um so maybe it's like man they're just stuck in my craw which means because I used to fish for craws crawfish with like a hammer and nail So if you stick a craw it means you've stuck the nail into the craw Uh you... the stomach of an animal There you go see
1: That's stuck Stew in my craw
0: feral. If you can if you actually think that what I just said and what you are reading on the internet is related then you should give up the internet. <laughs> no, the
1: stomach the stomach of, it sort of is. It's like mm. it's stuck in the stomach of the Do you
0: think I was going with the Mad Max it's not crawl it's crawl? I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Anyway, my point was Devon Jati, to me is the Terrible. I can't believe you think that because to me it's the opposite of that. But then we were talking recently about when you're driving along the road and you see the little cup, the little blue sign with a cup and saucer on it and how and and like the knife and fork and stuff, yeah. and how to me those signs represent some idyllic, beautiful like I always think crazy oh. spoon, yeah. But you always think gross stuff, but I always think, oh, look off to my left, I could stop and <laughs> experience be tea in a yeah, be attacked. I don't want to be attacked. There's no picture of a knife it's on the Salmonola. blue sign. No, it... it's not. Anyway, Devonshire tea. Is what I picture What you're thinking of With the cucumber sandwich And the old fat people I think Is high tea Isn't it High tea Yes With well, the like the You know those like
0: It says High tea the posh one Is yeah. Devonshire tea Devonshire tea Is just jam scumbags. and scones Oh okay yeah. Why do I call it jam and scones I would go to jam and scones I'm jam not scones going scones to Devonshire tea Yeah I That's would go Dev to jam and scones and, te- and cream Well then you
1: like Devonshire tea I'm terribly sorry To break it to you
0: But why Aren't scones Australian Oh <laughs> <laughs> are you know what they get <getting> it confused with? <laughs> damper. Yes, you I'm are. I'm getting damper. See, <laughs> you what, really if are. If they had damper, you know midnight, damp- and bit- minced kangaroo, then oh, I'd be there. You, yeah. You'd have to do a top-off.
1: Hey, don't you think damper is one of those things that hipsters they're going to bring
0: back. Oh, you're kidding us, don't you so? think? Well, oh, you cook your cookie damper in front of your gas heater. I don't know, man. A little electric fan thing. I don't on your know, feet.
1: but I'm, I, I'm imagining that it's going to be pretty soon. People are going to be paying 1850 for, for damper. damper
0: with damper free range eggs and a smashed avocado. Yeah, 25. Thank you.
1: <laughs> That's it. And get
0: your drip filter for the sure.
1: Coffee. You, you, you watch. This is me predicting something foodie
0: that's going to happen. I bet dampers too slow. Damper, you. But you could. You got to wrap could... it up in banana leaves or something, don't you? No. Oh my goodness, you've <laughs> no. <laughs> you just basically set
1: fire to it. It's the best. Anyway, point. Like, my toast. point about um, burnt toast. Twenty dollars here. That's it.
0: Welcome to Fitzroy. But it's an Australian delicacy, and we've and cooked it. Just with... stop the tape. Delicacy. I think it was a, ne- a necessity. I don't think we the two can, you know... Make. No, that's what I'm saying. They turn the it French, into a delicacy. The French have delicacies, right? The poor...
1: Well, they cook a s- the, snail. The
0: regional French uh, cooked out of necessity and have created some of the greatest dishes in history.
1: Have you tasted... The
0: Australian, white Australia...
1: But that's not white Australian, is it?
0: Uh, it's, uh, mainly, I thought it was early white Australians, mm. possibly learned from the Indigenous, Yeah. but I thought it was made popular by white Australians that were stuck in the bush or whatever the gold miners and uh, the the explorers of the time mm. <laughs> you look at me Australian like, hey. history by Stuart fell
1: <laughs> <laughs> um hey but so well, you were so English you brought the kangaroo here yes you agree that scones jam cream cup of tea
0: i love how you do, you don't um like because of you've got a slight legal background you never incriminate yourself like if I'm if I'm going on a tangent, yeah. you will never go, yeah, yeah. Like you know how the automatic <laughs> response if you're having a convo like on radio or anywhere. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You never do that. Don't you, you will let me hang you will give me as much rope as I possibly require <laughs> no, I to uh, remove That's... my head from my shoulders. Really? Yeah. And then you'll be walking away <laughs> wiping the you don't even have to wipe your hands clean because they're clean. You didn't even touch you, you gave me the rope with gloves on. You watch me hang myself and then off you pop to your next project. You did not incriminate yourself. You sound very generous. You sound very calculating <laughs> is what you sound. What an
1: excellent radio partner I mm. am. Mm. Uh, how awful. What was I talking about? Oh, mm. Whatever. Didn't you are nice. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Yo. Stu. Yes. Uh, I think this next bit where we do the phones... What's in your phone? Mm. I think it needs music.
0: Yeah, I don't. Um, but well, what's in
1: your ch- phone or something thanks like for with that. like
0: jingles
1: and like no. you know like they do in real. I
0: might be on a downer, but you certainly have Friday. Uh, what's
1: in your phone or something? We get Mel Campbell to do it. She's awesome at that
0: stuff. And you've got Friday excitement. You're like a kid. I know, I am a bit. <clears throat> what a show it's been today. Oh, hasn't it just been it's sparkling? Been, I think uh, in the uh, business, the business that is this business, yeah, they call this. One of those shows. Yeah, they do. Don't where, they? Uh, do you know what? It's been okay. A ramble.
1: We've got Monday to you know improve on today. Okay. What's in your phone, Steve
0: Farrell? And yeah, she peaks the levels. Whatever, uh, worth it. You might have been across. Don't um, even care. Yep. You know, you sound like you sound like the dad from Modern Family, not Al Bundy, the younger dad. It's married to the blonde woman.
1: I love that guy, Phil Dunphy. Phil Dunphy. Yeah, mm. he surprised me. I thought I wasn't going to find him funny.
0: He was in the remake of, um, what was that uh, classic horror film where they eat uh, people? Here we go. <laughs> uh, he played the a hole in the remake of, what's the zombie film where they attack the shopping
1: centre? Not my demographic. Not a living dead, perhaps? Right. Yeah. Okay. And in
0: fact, I think the wife and the husband both had parts in that. Okay. Fascinating. Uh, that was for you, our good friend TC, the film reviewer. Who is now smashing his face against a tram window. <laughs> Anytime we talk movies, it really annoys him <laughs> to pieces. So good morning to you, Thomas Caldwell. <laughs> hey, uh, you might have been across, just before you get out of here for this week. Yeah. This, what's uh,
1: in
0: your phone? Yeah. I, I am now smashing my face against a tram window. <laughs> in go. My mind. Go.
1: I'm asking you what's in your phone. Is that what you're talking about? Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just a little article that uh, came across my desk mm. yesterday, and you know how that uh, – Give someone the irrits by throwing glitter on them, uh, movement sort of happened?
1: Oh, yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. A while back, sure there was a called thing that. called... No, but it was called something like send you, send glitter to your enemies. com. Right, yeah. Right. And and all it, it... basically went like... Caught on fire. Crazy viral, yeah. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. every news thing and every social media. And yeah. it was
0: a good exercise in how things do go viral. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, oh, these things just pop up and they just happen and, yeah. um, you know, it's just amazing how people just find these things and how some things are popular and some things aren't. Yeah. No matter what the idea is. Well, it turns out that it was all manipulation. And, um, how so? Uh, well, Matthew Carpenter was the person behind it. He's got a few little e-businesses and uh, he he's interested in how these things become viral and he's interested in manipulation and marketing, manipulation in the, probably the... The nicest way you could use that word as opposed to someone that's just manipulative for uh, really evil purposes. Does so, that make sense? Okay. So he's advertising anyway, isn't it? Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, is it Aussie bloke or American? Uh, or? Pretty, I'm thinking it might be an Aussie. Right. And anyway, um, and he, there's a little thing in The Observer or on the TheObserver.com mm. uh, just explaining how, because he sold the company for 85 clicks. Just recently. Whoa. Yeah. So he got 85G out of it, all the exposure, but it was all deliberate. And uh, the uh, so, it's a question and answer. Yeah. About how he uh, explains how he did it, how he manipulates it, how the best way to get your story out there and what platforms you need to get it onto. Yeah. But also how uh, news outlets, and he specifically sit, um, uh, highlights news.com.au. Yeah. Yeah. Um, about how they just take the bait and don't don't question anything and just run with it because they got they're constantly going off certain websites and generating they've got to generate content constantly certain websites so
1: being it, things like BuzzFeed and whatever yeah, yeah. and
0: uh, listy type sites or whatever's hot yeah and uh, it just means interesting mean, so basically yeah. he played them he he did play them managed to have a little bit of money it was it was almost like a half social me- well, social experiment not yeah. social, social media but like half social experiment half business thing Yeah, interesting. uh, Well, I said news.com.au. I'm going to change that to, he says News Corp. So that could be across many different uh, publications as opposed to just one website. Um, I'm not going to stand by the fact he's Australian. I thought he might be, but he might be US. Now, you reckon he's Australian? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, interesting yeah. little tale. It's in my phone, theobserver.com. That's uh, in
1: your phone.
0: Before you sing the outro tune, I'll just give the <laughs> name of the article. How This Man Got the Media to Fall for Ship Your Enemies Glitter Stunt. And uh, it's just a, a good little way of don't believe, especially on our, what we call our mainstream media sites, Yeah. don't believe everything you read because, I mean, it's been said for a long time. The news is generated just from press releases and yeah. everything else good example of how it's done right there excellent I'll put it in the show notes Lauren it's time for us to get out of here don't forget you can write us something we love even though we work on the internet yep. Hi, internet. Well, yes we're coming internet <laughs> uh, we do like to receive old-fashioned mail at P.O. Box 1436 Fitzroy North Correct. Find us online. Just Google stupidly small or big. Yep. And uh, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll have our new sponsor next week. I'm not going to divulge it right now. Awesome. And don't forget, comments and ratings on iTunes help us a bazillion times more than you will ever know. So until then, thanks for all your support. That sounds like I'm signing off. I'm taking that back. Rewind. Why? Till then, have a great weekend. Thanks for your support. Sounds like the dead no, sort of suck jobs. No, it doesn't. It
1: does because it's awesome that people are like. We, well you, and I kept thinking it was you and me having a giggle in a cupboard. And even though that's a nice image, I actually <laughs> like that idea. <laughs> I'll giggle in a cupboard with you anytime, sure. first. Hey, see you Monday.
0: See ya.